I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this is AMFG Cast. <laughs> Hey everyone, ladies and gentlemen, non-binary, children of all ages, it's another episode of the MFG cast, in color. Not like you can tell, because it's on, it's on, it's, it's an audio medium, get it, it's not visual. I'm talking to you, my co-host. I have nothing to say except for the fact that you've lost me and everyone else on All right, podcast. cool. I think that wow. that should just be our thing now. We should just see how long it takes for us to completely not have any listeners anymore. And that was a whole 30 seconds. Yay, 36 we did it. 36 seconds? High five. Whoa. High five. See, we can do that because we live in the same house. Woo-hoo. Otherwise, it would be high elbows or something. Or it would be a virtual high five. Yes, virtual high five. This episode, we are going to be taking a look at two, count them, two expansions. What was that? Two! Two, two, two! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Recorded on a Saturday. But we're going to be talking about two expansions from Stonemaier Games. We're going to be talking about Wingspan, the European expansion, and... Between Two Cities, the Capitals expansion. But before we do that... Let's talk about what we've been playing. We've been playing a lot. Holy schmoly. Well, you know, this weekend was Gen Can't, Gen Con Online, Staycation for the Omular family, and we've been off since Wednesday, and we're off through Monday, and we've been playing the Toots. What was that? The Toots out of games. Sure have. So, we're just... What are some of the things that we've been playing? Yeah, I was just going to say, so we're just going to pick a couple of those, but Kurt got so excited, he (laughs) tackled me. I did. You didn't hear it. Man, we're super annoying right now. We're not drunk, we swear. (laughs) What happened? It's been a long week. It's the heat, ladies and gentlemen. It's the games. They get us really excited. That's right. Anyway... So a few of the games where we decided we were going to just pick from because we haven't talked to about them on the episode were oh I've already forgotten. So I'll talk about the first one. So the first one is a game that we got through Kickstarter through Mind the Gap Games and that is Flapjack Flipout or Mind the Gap Studios. I'm sorry. Flapjack Flipout is a pancake flipping game where you have a paddle which is your griddle. griddle, and then you have pe- certain pancakes out, and you flip well, them. Well, actually, you have certain flapjacks. Flapjacks. I'm sorry. Some people call them pancakes. Some call them flapjacks. I call them delicious. And you try to get what's on the menu. So if the menu says there's a blueberry, a chocolate chip, and a plane, you got to flip those. It has two sides, a side where you can't see what it is, and a side that says what the pancake is, possibly, or some special ones. 
And if you flip it on the right side and you get that pancake, if without falling to the table, you get to put that on your in your piles, but you have to put them face down and it turns into a memory game where you have to remember which which flapjacks are in which spots. So then when it, there's an awesome egg timer that's a little bell and when you're done, you hit the bell, I think you say like order in or something like that, you hit the bell and if you have to remember what's there and if you get the right ones, you get the uh, order and you get three orders, you win. So it's memory versus, not versus, memory meets dexterity. That's right. And stress. <laughs> it's a total stress. And excitement. But I, I have to say that this is probably my favorite dexterity game ever. And that's saying a lot. It is a really, really, really fun game. We've played it several times since we received it via Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And it does stress me out a little bit, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Because I get really nervous and I might flip my flapjacks all over the place and off my griddle and but then I always am the comeback kid at one of the games and then I have to do some sort of victorious chant. I'm pretty sure neighbors wonder what is going on. Definitely. But I always think of different people who I think would love this game. Mm-hmm. Whether we invite them to play it with us or whether I want to tell them you need to get this game. No. No. So I think you should buy it. Definitely. Definitely. Because it's a really fun game. And I think it'll be one that hits our table quite often. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was that. Uh, what's one of the other games that we played? Kurt, for his birthday, because it was last week, he got a delivery in the mail from a friend. Our old our old podcast par- partner, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. And one of the games he sent was Sonora by Pandasaurus Games. And this is a, what would you call it's a, it? It's a flick, flick and right. Yep. Yes. I believe it might be the only game that I have ever heard of as a flick and right. Yeah. I mean, there's probably something else. There, there probably is. But, but it's our only game that we own as a flick and right. Yes. It is a really cool, cool looking game. Lots of cool colors. But if you imagine like Arizona mm-hmm. is what I think of. And the colors of Arizona with the oranges and the purples and the yellows and those kinds of things, it has a lot of that. But it has tons of different elements. You have to flick into different areas. You can double your points. And then there's four different sections on the board where you have a chance to earn points against other people to try to score in this, the right section of the board. Not right, like left and right. Like, use your hand, use a marker, use a piece of this erasing board. Really cool game. Really, you just kind of have to check it out yourself because there's totally different sections where you can flick and write. Um, I think it's two to four players, and it only goes for like $25. Yeah, it's really cheap. Well, it's actually one to four players. You can play it single player, which is pretty awesome. I I wasn't worried about the... Two to four, I was worried about the up count, so the four mm-hmm. versus anything else. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that it's a, it's, you know, a little, you know, turning on itself on the roll and write, and it's a flick and write, and you use the numbers on the disc to kind of do certain things on different lands. Like, some of them you add up the points and you get to do certain areas. Some of them you just take the actual amounts of the individual disc and use them for things. Like one of them's like a Tetris thing and another one is like use the numbers amounts and then fill in spots depending upon how many 
how much, you know, if you got like a six, then you could fill in a couple of threes that are there and stuff like that and go on a path. Some you try to make triangles and some you, yeah, like you said, paths. And, yeah. But what's cool about it is when your disc falls in certain sections, it's not just based on that section where you can write what you want to do for the game. It actually has little circle sections where you might, um, it might apply to other areas too. Yeah, it's like they're called bonus area, bonus sections. Yeah, so you could get a times two in a totally different area that you didn't mean to flick in, but that's good because you want to get the most points in this game anyway. So it's just really, it's really cool game. You also get like, like we said, multipliers, you get other things that you can circle and you can use to help enhance your scores in other areas. They just have like tons of stuff going on in this game. Holy smokes. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, did you have anything else to say about that one? No, it's just really fun. I don't think we did it justice. It's, no, I, I, you know, it was just a quick overview of it, but like, it's very unique. If you, if you really want to find out about this game, like just watch a, watch a, uh, watch a played video or if, you know, if watch a played has a video on it or, you know, watch somebody showing you how it's played because it's really unique and I really dig it. Yeah. And I think it looks really cool. Definitely. The last one we played is one that we were introduced to at, I think our I believe our first Gen Con. That's right. And it's The Captain is Dead by AEG. Yep. And I'll let Kurt talk about this one because I know he, well, I like this game too, but I know he is chomping at the bit. Yeah. I really like this game. It It's a game that we actually bought a bit ago and just didn't open it up because we had already played it before. And so we we're like, let's get to some of our other games we have played, you know? So, But we opened this game up and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just a fun game where you're just trying to do a, you know, you're... You have a collection with different cards to try to work different areas in the ship. Like the story of the game, if you haven't played The Captain Is Dead, is basically the captain has died. You're trying, and the spaceship needs to be repaired so you can jump, do the space jump, in, and get out of there or whatever. And you're trying to. The main thing of the game is to fix the core drive. And to fix the core drive, you need a certain card, which is an engineering card, and you need like five of them and then you need two actions to fix that and go but there's all all kinds of other things that are really screwing things up in the process of it like there's alien ships that are trying to destroy your shields and there's there's hostiles that come into the ship aliens that are trying to screw you up and then other like some of the other systems will go down and yeah it's just it's one of those games that's super hard but super fun and i really dig it well and one thing kurt didn't tell you is that to repair the core or the jump drive, not, not jump, jump core, drive. jump core. Yep. Boy, I mixed a whole lot of things up there <laughs> that you need two actions and five engineering cards, but that isn't just one time. It depends on what level of, I'm for lack of a better word, severity yeah. you want to play. So if you want to be a coward, they call this level, you don't have to do it, but like three or four times to repeat this, to be able to escape the ship. But then you get to like, insane or something like that and i think you have to repeat that like eight times or ten times or something insane like that so it's not like just one action where you repair that or fix it or whatever and then the game is done like it takes a while it does and we lost we played this twice since we've been on vacation and we lost the first have we played it twice or three times three times because we played it once with logan too okay so we lost our first two games with just Kurt and I, and then we finally won playing with Logan. But I, I feel like with this game, like if you pair the right people 
And it's sometimes the luck of the events that come up too. Yeah. And your strategy and coordinating and all that kind of stuff. But holy cow. But I'm excited to, we, AEG had a deal or something and we ended up buying the expansions. They have two and we've got, it was like a buy one, get one free. And so we got those during quarantine too. So we want to throw those to the table here pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. fun little wink and a nod to kind of like old Star Trek stuff. But yeah, I really Yeah, do. really cool colors, bright colors, and they make it fun so it's not so serious because normally I wouldn't really like the space theme. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a game that I don't care if you, I don't care. I don't think that. He doesn't care. I don't care what you think. No, I I think if you don't and care. And we lost some more people. Either. Yeah, no kidding. Two more people. I, I don't think I don't think you have to be in love with the, a space-themed game to like this game. Right. And it's funny because it's one of those games that kicks your butt a lot, oh, yeah. but makes you come back for more, which I always think is pretty awesome if people can come up with that. So. And I, I think what's interesting about it, too, is because even if you don't really like cooperative day, games, I think it's okay because you're working together as a team, but you're also getting your butt handed to you. So maybe there's a chance for, like, see, John, to like this game. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't like it because he really is not a cooperative game kind of guy, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's what we've been playing recently besides other things. So now let's get into our review of the expansions that we've been playing by Stonemeyer. Yeah, definitely. So what should we start with first? I think we should start with Between Two Cities Capitals yeah. expansion. Yeah. This is this game this expansion is a tiny little addition to the Between Two Cities game. If you haven't played it, basically you're just building your own city and each different tile kind of has a special way of you putting it on the board for more points and stuff like that i'm not i don't want to go in too much detail of how to play these games originally just because most people have played them because they're a little older by now but i want to go more in detail of the expansions themselves but in this expansion you will get a little bit more to play with between two cities so you get some landscape maps we'll kind of talk about those seven district cards you want to repeat this again you said maps okay sounds good so what do we get in between two cities' capitals? You get seven landscape mats, seven district cards, 21 civic building tiles, three district scoring tiles, seven player aid cards, which are always good. Please, 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 if you're making a game, make player aid cards. They're so much easier. Well, make them if they're helpful. <laughs> well, yeah, but they should be. That's they should the, be. That's the whole and, point. <laughs> and typically they are, but sometimes they're not. Yep. And then seven pairs of city tokens. I love that they added new city tokens to this. But in between two cities, capitals, these kind of add a few different elements. The first thing I'll talk about is there's some landscape mats. So you got these landscape mats, and they're a three by three grid. Okay. So originally, when you're doing your between two cities, you're making a four by four grid. But with this expansion, you're actually making a five by five grid now. The interesting thing about these mats is that they have a couple of spots where you can put your tiles on, usually four spots, I think, for each mat. And then there's a landscape on them where you can't put anything. 
and then there's a spot where like there's a there's a bridge that helps you connect to that it's kind of across the map spot mostly you know somewhere within that mat so by like the landscapes kurt would mean like there could be water as the landscape or flowers no, well not just flowers yeah. but like trees and or you know something like that that kind of defines your city so it adds a little um, more of an element or a look to your city as you're building it. Yeah, and it, but it also kind of handcuffs you in some spot, some spots too, because that landscape that's on there, if it's not connected by a bridge, you can't put anything next to a tile next to it and count it as connected to some of your other tiles depending upon where it is on your mat. So it, it kind of forces you to do other things, which is cool. And you can't place your tiles on top of the landscape either. Yeah. So you have to have that, that landscape that's pre-printed on those mats always displayed. Yeah, definitely. And then another scoring, uh, another scoring advantage that happens throughout this game is you have these three districts these three district scoring tiles. So you put those randomly out and then you have these district cards and you put two per district tile, scoring tile. And then depending upon which two are there, you can score more points that way. So when you're scoring these districts, they're regions of connected tiles of those types. So, so say district one has shops and houses above it. So all you need is the biggest region that are connected of those types it doesn't have to be both it could be one or the other and then you'll score points depending upon that so like district one is first place gets nine second place gets three district two is eight and four and district three is seven and five so that just gives you a little bit more a little bit more of a scoring chance to score differently on these and i think that kind of helps because with these landscape mats, I think it kind of takes away from some of the scoring, so this just adds kind of some of it back and gives it more of a challenge. Another element that they added to capitals was the civic building tiles. The civic building tiles look much like the other building tiles um, in regards to being the, what are, just the square? The square tiles. Square yeah. tiles. However, they look a little bit different in regards to they have actually quite a bit more detail on them so um they have much more element on them so on the top of the building the one example would be the courthouse so it says on the top of the courthouse that um it says plus and then it has the blue and a purple and negative and it has the house so what it's saying is if it's not adjacent to any that is listed there, um, so none of the items that are on the plus or the negative, then you score one point. If it's adjacent to only one of the positive or one of the items underneath the positive, which is blue is the office and purple is the... Civic tiles. Civic tiles. Mm -hmm. Then um, it scores three points. If it's adjacent to both of the positive types, so... In this instance, if it's adjacent to both the office and the civic tile, then you actually score six points. If it's adjacent to a house, which is what's listed on here as a negative, then you actually only score one point, regardless of anything else that's surrounding it. Yeah, so even if it had 
a positive, one of the positives around it, if it had the negative around it too, you'd still get one point, which kind of sucks, but that's just how it is. So they define that that item. So they say that um, if you have that type next to a negative, so if I had in this instance, this courthouse next to a house, they say it's much like a house being next to a factory in the original game. Yeah. So if you want to think about it like that. No. It took me a little bit to get used to the civic tiles because there's a lot going on with them. Yeah. So it's a lot of thinking going, okay, so I get, if I can put this with this type of tile and this type of tile, then I'm going to get this. And if I can put this by this type of tile, then I'm going to only do this. And they do a really good job on the bottom of the tile trying to explain it, but you only have a little bit of space. Yeah. So you really have to kind of study this tile to make sure you understand what's going on. But the nice part about this one is you score no matter what. So basically, you know, besides it adding the few other city tokens or whatever, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot to it, but, you know, I feel like it adds a little bit more. It kind of, you know, again, instead of doing the 4x4, you do the 5x5. It gives you a little more room to kind of mess with and stuff like that. The nice part about this is it's three to seven players, which I think is still the same with Between Two Cities. They still have the one to two player or one and two player variants in this expansion also. Yeah, I, and I think I've talked about this before with Stonemeyer Games. They do a really good job of doing Automa one player game variants in their games and stuff like that. So it's nice, you know, especially during this time where, you know, you might not have anybody to play with. You can kind of use this to figure this game out yourself or you can even learn it yourself if you you know, haven't played with anybody yet, it's like, okay, I'm going to learn this game, and eventually when things kind of clear up or if I can play with my family that wants to play, then I can teach them that, you know? Yes. Yep. So let's talk about what we think about this game. So I'd like to do this a little bit differently. Okay. Um, instead of doing, like, okay, we are a regular rating thing, I, I want to talk about do we think that this expansion is needed to play with between, between two cities? Is it something that we really need, okay. you know? Yep. So what do you think about that? That's hard to say because I don't really think it's needed to play between two cities, mm-hmm. but I like the addition of it. Yeah. I would rather play between two cities with the Capitals expansion mm-hmm. than to play between two cities by itself. Yeah. And I, and that's kind of where where I was kind of going with that. Like I really mm-hmm. I it's as much as I think I was kind of weirded out by the landscape map because I was kind of like, okay, well, it's taken away, you know, four spots or five spots away from me putting stuff down. But eventually you put, everyone puts the same amount of tiles down. That's funny that you're weirded out by that because I didn't think that was weird at all. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool. And I thought as you built around the landscape mat and built your city around it and all that kind of stuff, I thought it looked really cool. And I'm sure that you thought that it looked really cool too, but I I just thought it looked I thought it looked really neat. It didn't throw me off. I think the thing with this one that threw me off was understanding the civic building tiles for some reason. It might have been when we were playing it or first learning it, I went I don't even want to use those. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to play that right now. Yeah. But it ended up working out fine and I feel like it adds just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. of an element and a little bit more of a challenge to between two cities that I feel like, I don't know, it makes it worth it. Yeah. I think I think between two cities is a fun game, but 
sometimes with just putting out the tiles by themselves, it doesn't really, visually it doesn't really give me a lot, you know? I think with the landscape mats and using the districts and the civic buildings to kind of make it a little different, I think it does give it a little bit more of a visual feel. You right. Know? I mean, I can see playing between two cities by itself with somebody who is just really learning, but once they're ready, implementing Capitals expansion pretty soon into it makes sense. Mm-hmm. For me, I would prefer to play it with capitals all the time. Yeah, and it's not one of those that's, it's not a, it's so small and so easy to kind of fit in there. It's not really daunting to do, you know. Like sometimes Logan will be like, "Okay, I really want to just play the gate this game by itself. I don't want to have to learn this big expansion that goes with it. Like this is just, you couldn't even, you could basically not even really tell anybody it's expansion. You could just be like, we're gonna be, we're gonna play between two cities, and here's all of this, and it wouldn't." It wouldn't really, you know, affect that that much. Well, you know? we could do that with him, and he wouldn't have any clue. Yeah, exactly. And what's nice about it is that you can take the expansion for between two city capitals, or between two cities capitals. Whoa, <laughs> that is a mouthful, and it actually fits in the original base game. Yep, I like that. Where sometimes they don't always do that, so that's really nice if you're one who doesn't want to have multiple boxes. Yeah, I understand some people want to keep both of the boxes separate. You know, if you ever want to sell something or, you know, whatever, and you don't want to have the stuff combined, but we combine the two together and they fit in one box Yeah, yeah for, nice. for space. Yep. So nice. yeah. that's how I feel about it. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, I, I realize we never really talked about yeah. how you felt about it. <laughs> I pretty much agree with you. It's I, all I, about me. So. I, yeah. I don't feel like it's, it like, it's detrimental if you don't have this expansion, but I think it adds a, a fun element to it. It's not expensive. It's easy to incorporate into the game. So I think it, you can't, it can't hurt to have this expansion at all. Right. So The other expansion that we had an opportunity to review is the Wingspan European expansion. That is also designed by Elizabeth Hargrave. And we have the opportunity to review it for Stonemeyer. And... Thank you again. We are very grateful for that. For sure. What comes in Wingspan, the European expansion? Well, of course, as you need for every game is a rule book. What? I know. Rules, schmools. With the expansion, it includes 81 new bird cards. Birds, birds, birds. We love birds. Speaking of birds, I'm going to digress for a minute. <laughs> Kurt had to rescue a bird outside of our house today because it was stuck on our bird feeder and we thought it maybe concussed itself, maybe on our window or something. And so he had to get gloves and then it started moving and he was a hero and he was going to get it water. And thank you to Kurt for saving that bird we named William. I think, I think I just scared it more than anything. He did really scare it. He scared it into flying. <laughs> yep. Logan thought it was pregnant. I don't think so. I think it gave itself a concussion. Either way, the bird is safe. And I'll thank you to Wingspan. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. You can take that whole thing out. Uh, no, I'm keeping it. Thank you. We've already lost everybody listening okay. to it. Okay, so and now we lost people again. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Also, it includes 15 new egg 
miniatures. Yeah, and they're purple, which are awesome. <laughs> you, I literally opened my mouth to say that. <laughs> God, <laughs> who is this guy? Jerk. <sighs> Five new bonus cards. Four Automa cards. Playing one player again. One player. Um, there is another custom tray with lid, Very and it beautiful. happens to be. Would you like to say purple? Purple. Beautiful. It's really kind of a cool purple color. A score pad, and the score pad includes multiple player on one side, solo player on the other side. Yeah. Five new gold tiles. Yeah. Flop, 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 flop. Oh, yeah. We're getting a little bit crazy. We are. And 38 more food tokens, but no new food, same food, just more tokens. Just more tokens. So they're not going to be eating like uh, some other kind of pizza or cheese or something like no, that. No, nope. And another reference tile, which we do like end of round reference tiles yeah. or cards or whatever we want to call them. We do. So what, what does this add to it? Everything I just said. I mean, and the review is done. Yep, that's right. Thank you so, for letting us review this. So one of the new bird powers that it, it adds to the game is round end abilities. And I like those because... I never ever got one of those birds. Really? God, I love these. Because they always give you some kind of... Why don't you tell us what, about one of those birds, Kurt? Oh, one of them is the Griffin Vulture. Ooh. And choose any one player, including yourself. You cash a rat from the supply on this bird for each... Dead bird that player has, because it's been eaten. That's why it's got the skull. I was trying. Bones. I was looking at you like that because I was trying to think of whether I wanted to make a weird bird noise, and then I decided <laughs> not to. Yeah, but I, I, it. I mean, it. Besides that, it doesn't like add a ton of stuff, but it's got you know a lot of the activated abilities and when played, just like your usual and stuff like that. It's got different things to it, so it does. Add more. It adds European birds. That's right. Duh. And it's funny because I I love what this game brings with that, you know? That's like, oh, this is a European bee eater. Well, of course, but I've never seen a bird like that, you know? Well, that's because it probably says on the bottom of the card, uh, you wouldn't ever because this doesn't live in the United States. Exactly, because it's European. (laughs) 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 But is there a... North American bee-eater bird? Probably, I somewhere. Don't know. Probably. I, hey, can you please remove that ding-dong yeah, statement? sure. I literally was looking at the map <laughs> on the bottom of the bird. Oh, I had a moment. But yeah, it just, it, it, it adds a lot more of the same, but it gives it more variety, so you could play it, so it gives you more of the same, but it gives that variety where you could play this game a half a million times, and then you're going to have so many combinations because the, the bird cards in the first or in the original wingspan, there's just so many. And this gives you, you know, the European birds, which gives you more of a, you know, mixing up of cards to be able to get certain combinations and stuff like that. But, you know, again, it's just it's one of those you're not ever really going to play the same game twice, you know. You also had a bird that, um, and I think there are several birds in here that cover multiple spaces when you're playing, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. So um, I would turn so it sideways. So your, your actions become more to your advantage. 
down the road. Yeah, except for the fact that the one thing that it's this advantage for that card, and I forget what the bird was, but it then I wouldn't have as many spaces for eggs. So, like, say that bird had True. four eggs, well... I could have had two birds that had 12 eggs, possibly. So that could have taken, taken away from that. See, and I can't remember, because we, when we were playing, because you, what you do is you shuffle the new cards in with um, the base game. And then what we did is we tried to watch the, um, the icon on the bottom of the cards because it shows which ones are the new bird expansion cards. And we tried to see how many we were playing when we were playing the game, too. And I played... I don't know how many European birds I played, but man, I was laying eggs like crazy Mm -hmm. all over the place. And there was just a lot more having the birds lay eggs in their nests and you were gaining resources like a maniac, weren't you? Yeah, I felt like I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that all that stuff was just really pairing together. Yeah. Yeah. And I like some of the the goal tiles and stuff like too, because it kind of... It mixes it up a little bit. Like, one of them I really like is the birds with tucked cards. Like, that's a round, a round bonus or whatever, or a goal tile. You for tuck one a lot of cards. What? I do. I Did love that. Did you just say what to <laughs> me? <laughs> what? I do. I love it. I. It's weird. It's a, it's a birdie wor- bird eat- <laughs> bird world? Wow. I have no clue if that was English or not. It was a birdie bird world, I think, is what yes, he was trying to say. Yes, it totally is. And it's funny because there's, you know, there's just so many birds that just, you know, are predators out there that do that. And it's, it's But that's funny because I don't get a lot of those cards. No. And when I do, I never can tuck. And you were, but you were struggling with one of the games we played because you had to roll for the, no, you had to check for the wingspan and you kept getting birds that were too big. Too big, yeah. For you to eat. Yep. Yeah, that one bird went hungry, that's for sure. Yeah. but It uh, could have eaten that bird that was struggling at our house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that was really sad. No. That's it wouldn't sad. have. That's very sad. No. We would poor have pre- poor we William. Would have pre- we would have protected William. All right, so let's go back to, I mean, we didn't really talk about this expansion that much, but like, I feel like you have to play it more to really get well, that experience. You but know? I don't really know what, it's just adding, I shouldn't say just, it's adding eggs, it's adding more bonus, it's adding more cards, it's adding more um, food tokens, which already exist. Just because there's the ability to cash out more food and collect more food and more goal tiles so that you have more opportunities and mix things up and stuff. So I think it just kind of adds a few more of those elements to the base game. Yeah. So let's go back to my original like do we feel like this do we feel like this expansion needs to be with this game? So I'll let you answer that first. Okay. I feel like no, not necessarily. You could just play Wingspan by itself and you don't necessarily need this expansion. Do I think it adds a great element to it once you have it? Yeah, I think it does. Like I said before, I love the round the round end abilities on the cards that come in this expansion. I feel like it helps you get you to jockey more for position and get more points at the end and stuff like that. And it it's more learning too. It's more learning of what the these European birds are. It's got it always has a little thing about them on the bottom. It mixes in really well and it's easy to just play it. And again, I think you could add those birds to a game, play it with somebody that's never played the game, and they wouldn't know they wouldn't they wouldn't know the wiser. They wouldn't be the wiser, you know. So. 
I know. I, I feel like you don't necessarily need it, but I feel like it's a great addition to an already great game. What about you? I think you're right. I think um, the same with Wingspan, European Expansion, and Between Two Cities Capitals is you could add either one of these expansions into the base game for somebody who's never played either one of these and they wouldn't have any clue yeah. that the expansion was there. I suppose, like any good game, they may not even know mm-hmm. that I think you could play Wingspan by itself, the base game, without the expansion. I don't think it's necessary, but I think it does add extra elements with those bonus tiles. The new bonus tiles adds a little bit more variety. I think that the the goal tiles, not the bonus tiles, the bonus cards, excuse me, and the goal tiles add more. And then who doesn't want the purple eggs? That's right. Really cool, vibrant colors and things like that. And the expansion is not very expensive. And it fits into the box just like between two cities capitals. So I feel like we have a common theme here. I feel like they're seamless, integrated into the original game. They're fairly cheap and they're, you know, a good addition. I think if we had to compare the two expansions and with each other, I would say... I would definitely jump on buying the expansion for Between Two Cities before I would buy Wingspan European Expansion. Yeah, I agree with that. But who doesn't want to buy a game? (laughs) So why not buy both? Yes, exactly. Why not? And support Stonemaier and all things Stonemaier. That's right. So that's just my opinion. But, I mean, if I had to pick between the two... I don't think that the European expansion is necessary. I don't think Capitals is necessary either, but I really think that I liked the elements enough to say I think it beefs up the game to where I would appreciate it more. Yeah, definitely. So make sure you go out there to Stonemaier Games and grab all, grab those couple of expansions if that's something you're looking forward to. Thank you again to Jamie and everyone at Stonemaier Games for letting us review these copies and yeah, it was fun to be able to try these and be able to do a, a two times expansion review because we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we've never was, done that. And it's always nice to play something Stonemaier because we always enjoy their games. Yeah, and so. we apologize for being so weird. <laughs> I mean, I do at least. Yeah. I've I, already admitted to being a little bit weird yeah, these I, days. I, I don't. I'm going to fly my weirdo flag and enjoy it. So, all right. And thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Bye, everyone. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.